The Wealth and Wisdom Podcast with Darren Vinette. The podcast that focuses on helping leaders and entrepreneurs take their life and business to new levels by strengthening their faith, family, finance, and fitness. Veteran entrepreneur and business coach Darren shares insights and expertise to help emerging and experienced leaders alike acquire something more valuable than riches, the acquisition of real wealth. This podcast is for the everyday champion who refuses to be common, average, stuck, or stagnant, but is called to live a life of wealth and wisdom. Are you ready for increase? Here's your host, the ambassador of increase, Darren Vinette. Good evening, good evening, everybody. This is Pastor Darren Vinette, your kingdom business coach, committed to help you birth, brand, and build your kingdom business. If you are a woman, if you are a man, if you are alive, if you're breathing, if you have a dream or goal, desire, if you have a, a book in you, if you have a baby in you, if you got a, a desire in you, you're at the right place at the right time with the right people. <laughs> We are the Kingdom Business Leaders on Facebook, but we meet here live. And so I want to encourage you that, listen, if you're breathing, there's still hope. I, I did a post today. I said, there's one thing that's guaranteed. If you quit, it will never happen. Right. That's a guarantee. But if you stay in the arena, if you don't throw in the towel, there's still hope. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care what the situation is. There is still hope. But if you throw in the towel, the deal's done. Let me tell you, there must be a reason why all the attacks are coming against your mind. There's a reason why all the warfare that you're going through. I always say warfare always surrounds the birth of a miracle. And so many of us are walking miracles because we should. Let me just, I'm just going to say, it, I'm going to put it out there. If the devil could have killed you, he would have already done it. If he could have killed you, he would have already done it. There's something on the inside of you that is more powerful than all the stuff that's going on outside you. You got to understand, if you were the devil, it's like, I got to kill her. I got to kill him. And look, since he knows he can't, he's God's got barriers and boundaries there. The grace of God is protecting us. And so since he knows he can only go so far, he said, listen, I can't kill her. I can't get her to rob nobody, kill nobody. So I'm going to get him discouraged. I'm going to get him depressed. I'm going to get him fearful. I'm going to get him anxious. I'm going to get him worrying all the time. And let me tell you, you know what worry is? Worry is using your mind, your skill, your ability, your focus to imagine a future that God is not there to take care of you. That's, that's wrong, wrong. So listen, I encourage you today, if you're in a tough place, look, don't look for a sweet spot. Make your spot sweet, baby. Let me tell you, make, make it sweet where you at. When you show up, things are going to be happening. And so listen, I'm going to tell you today, look, you know, but, you know we, we talk about the cross, but the cross is the pathway to the crown. The closer you are to the, to the cross, the, the closer you are to the crown. So let's just get it done. Go through the go through, do what you got to do. Because at the end of the thing, listen, on the ever, on the other side of that fear, on the other side of that anxiety and worry is everything that you dreamed of. And so if you got fear, feel the fear and keep on going. That's what you call courage. And so I'm just saying to you that, you know, there's a pathway. It's a proven pathway. It's a proven thing. So keep fasting, keep praying, keep pushing, keep showing up, keep doing what you do, because it's all, all in your court. And so I encourage you. I'm just talking to you because we. it's going to be amazing tonight. It's going to be amazing. So a lot of you guys just need to be consistent. Consistent. Matter of fact, I decreed this consistency is your new superpower. 
If you just keep showing up, you know, there was a guy, there was a lady in the Bible. She, it was the unjust judge. And she just kept showing up, pleading, okay. Show, and the judge said, look, just give that lady what she, you know, when a woman make up her mind, it's like, you, you forget it. <laughs> just give her what she wants. So she had to come back in my courtroom. And so sometimes where the devil has been wearing you out, you need to wear the devil out. You need to say, listen, I'm going to show up every day. I don't see no weight losing. I'm actually, I'm gaining weight, but you know what? I'm going to show up anyway. <laughs> I, I've been fasting and praying and gaining weight, but you know what? That's all right. I've been praying and everything is working worse, but that's all right. I'm going to show up. And when you keep showing up, it sends a sign. It sends a, it sends a message to any and everybody. And guys, listen, all pain is temporary anyway. Everything you feel pain, pain is actually a blessing. It's letting you know that you're still alive, that you still have hope. You still, you're not dead. When Listen, if you stab a dead man, he doesn't move. And so a lot of times God is allowing circumstances and situations to arise to see if you're really dead. Because here's the deal. If you're not dead, he can't resurrect you. I'm not even going to talk about that. I'm not even going to talk about that. So pain is proof that you're not dead. But listen, pain and discomfort and discipline stops the uncommon person from receiving because the common person is going to feel pain and stop. But if you just feel the pain and keep going, I told y'all, look, I'm on day like 13, 14. Uh, I, I, I get up and I'm on, I take cold showers. I'm like, you know, but listen, it's like, I made my mind. This is what you're going to do. This is, this is your new routine, dude. Don't even talk about it. Don't think about it. I matter of fact, Darren, I get to see, I have conversations with myself. I said, Darren, you know what? I don't give you right to feel. You can feel later. Go do what you got to do. And then you can feel. You know, talking about I don't feel led. Led, you better get done what you got to get done. Listen, I'm not just preach. I'm not your speaker tonight. I am so so excited. We have a very special guest uh, in the person of Dr. Peggy Pugh. Oh my God! If you have not heard her, you are in for a treat. A, one like I tell my kids, a special treat. And so tonight, I want you to buckle your seatbelt and um. Be still, sit down and be quiet and just receive, receive, receive. Now, if you're new to our community, I want to invite you uh, when we, and I don't know, maybe we, well, actually we're going to do it tonight. When we do a, we have, we're going to, I'm going to interview Dr. Peggy. And after that, what we do is we call the after party. And the after party is where after the word and the message is going forward, we just talk and we just love on each other. And so if you're in pain, if you're going through stress, tragedies, trauma, it really don't matter because there are people that love you. you maybe you haven't met them. Look, I always say you vibe with your tribe. So this, this, this is the right place at the right time with the right people. So let me let me introduce my guest and we're going to interview her and then we're going to have our, our special time. So um, Dr. Peggy, are you there? Let me see. I don't see her on the screen. I'm here. Okay, because if not, I was going to sing a song. <laughs> oh, no, I'm here, brother. Betty, I'm don't here. you stop, stop shaking your head, Betty. <laughs> I was going to sing a song for y'all. No. <laughs> he comes when he's right on time. Dr. Peggy, it is my joy to have you tonight. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for coming. I want to say thank you for the invitation. And I also need to say I've been watching you since you've been doing the whatever you're doing to lose weight and I can tell it in the face some of those of you that have known them longer than me you thank can tell you. it's coming off so thank you I'm trying to get my fine back girl I promised my wife I said when I marry a girl I said look I'm gonna give you a six-pack <laughs> now it's been there the whole time I just got to get it <laughs> to be revealed <laughs> six-pack of water or a six-pack of what well listen listen let's move on Dr. Peggy <laughs> So listen, guys, one thing I love about Dr. Peggy, she uh, has a special 
ministry of inner healing. And, um, and I think that uh, no matter where you are, whatever you're facing, um, you know, we all need healing. It's like you change your oil every 3,000 miles, every three months, whichever one it is. Well, in the same way, guys, you need to stop and, you know, like we, we fast. We fast because it gives your body a time to reset, to, to refuel and, to, and your organs, you know, to reset. Well, in the same way, we need our emotions to be healed. We need our emotions to be reset. And I'll tell everybody, listen, if you live in the 21st century, you need healing, counseling, and deliverance on an ongoing basis. Because listen, that COVID thing, that's enough to make somebody just go trip out, you know. But I thank God that um, he, he allows us to connect with, uh, with very special people. And so, Dr. Peggy, let's just talk first. Um, so tell us, uh, tell us who you are. And um, then, well, let me tell you, let's talk about how we met first. Um, how we saying, met? Yeah, tell us how. Tell everybody how we met. It's only since April, and I feel like I've known you for a lifetime. But on an annual basis in Minnesota, there's a conference called the Mantle Conference that is put on by Apostle Joshua Giles. And so I was a vendor there selling my books, and this tall guy comes up and he looks at me and he leans over and he says, "Who are you?" And and I'm thinking, I got an eight foot board screen behind me. That face is his face. So that name goes with this. He said, that's not what I mean. He said, the Holy Spirit told me to tell you that you're a diamond in the rough and I've got to help polish you off and get you to the next level. That's how we met. Mm -mm -mm. I, I'm, I, listen, I wasn't even trying to talk to her. I was like, I was walking around, taking a break from all the services. I said, let me go look at the vendors and maybe buy a product to bring back to my wife or something like that. And it's like, God, don't start talking to me now. I'm trying to get a break. And it's just like <laughs> beaming light. You know, and then I say, and then she's, I, I said, I don't want to, I just don't want to talk. And then we just, it just happened. And so I, you know what, why am I telling you guys that I asked that question because there are sometimes God's bringing golden connections into many of your lives and they're not going to, you're not going to know them. You're not going to understand them. They may not look like you look, they may not look like somebody you want to bring home to mama, but they are sent of God. Just like the devil has agents of the enemy. Well, mm -hmm. they are agents of God. And so uh, that, that day was a big, big day for us and our community as well. So that's how we met. So tell us, Dr. Peggy, tell us, um, tell us what you do. So a woman called me not too long ago and she said, I need inner healing. And I said, <clears throat> what makes you think so? Um, she said, because my mother used to chain me to the bed and at four years old, she didn't chain me. So I got up out of the bed and I went and found her and said, mom, you must not love me. You didn't chain me to the bed. So that's what I do. My ministry is inner healing and deliverance. I cannot do inner healing beyond my own inner healing. I cannot do deliverance beyond my own deliverance. For instance, right now, if you're struggling with weight loss, I'm not the one to come to for deliverance because I'm dealing with that finally. So that's, that, that's what I do, my passion is to see men and women of God set free to know who they are in Christ, become transformed and equipped to walk in their calling. I've been doing it for 50 years. Wow, wow. So let's talk about some of, um, maybe why someone, obviously you should listen to you, obviously by the Holy Spirit, because if God doesn't anoint you, then I don't, we shouldn't be listening. But also let me just, Let's just talk about something because, you know, the Bible says, don't blow your own horn. So I'm going to blow your own horn for you for a second. Um, 
Now, Dr. Peggy is, oh my God, she's amazing at telling stories. Um, hopefully I might get, I might try to convince her to tell y'all one of her, <laughs> one of her stories tonight. I, I'm not going to say it, but I picked him up from the airport Tuesday night. And, um, she told me, I, she told me like three stories. One of them y'all going to love, but anyway, anywho, um, so you have, um, you have been a, uh, an advisor to president Bill Clinton. You have been an advisor to president Donald Trump. You have been um, an advisor to Alex Haley, who wrote the, in the movie Roots. You have been an advisor to Billy Graham. You have turned down a book deal from Oprah, which is guaranteed millions. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to say that. <laughs> well, it's out now. It's already out now because you, you didn't want to take God out of that. I, I love it. I love it. I'm telling you. No, it wasn't taking God out. They wanted me to take the name of Jesus out. They can deal with God. Yeah, they could deal with God, the belief that we're all little gods on the on the inside. Mm, mm. And there's going to come times, and I don't know who this is for, because the Lord has given me a word tonight to talk about don't be afraid of wealth. There's mm. going to come a time when somebody may come and put a million dollar check in front of you. And we need to be able to stand on the word of God and not compromise if taking that money means I need to change something for you to be comfortable. So... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so you know what? Huh? As as much as I've had the mountaintop experiences, I've also had the valley experiences. Mm, yeah. And we're going I want you to share that because the one thing I do love about Dr. Peg is she's very transparent. She is, you know, last just Tuesday night I was talking to our private group of coaching clients and I was sharing them the levels of of intimacy, like transparency is, you know, just me sharing something with you, but you know, being vulnerable is letting you like you literally see me, you know, and I, I open up and then but then that brings opens up the door to intimacy. And um, so I love the fact that you are very um, transparent and even sometimes put yourself in a position of vulnerability because it lets people know that you're real and you're relevant. You're somebody we can touch that has been through some things. So, Dr. Peggy, tell us why um, <clears throat> you, what, inner healing. Why is it so important? Because we, we have a lot of people say, well, why do I need that? Yeah, yeah, because it's time for the captives to be set free. Isaiah 61 and 1 is a uh, foundation of scripture for my ministry. And actually, there's three different ministries just in verse 1, where the sovereign Lord is upon the anointing. I've been anointed by God, right, uh, to preach the good news, that's evangelism, to bind up the brokenhearted, that's inner healing. And then to set the captives free, to bring the prisoners out of darkness, that's deliverance ministry. And there's a difference between inner healing and deliverance ministry. So because I was a prisoner once, because I was captive once, because I've been broken, I have been doing this by the grace of God for, like I said, 50 years. I've had to go through inner healing four different times. So healers, there are times need healing. Broken people, great people, but heal people, heal people. So I am passionate. I'm angry with Satan. I want to give him a black eye. I want to stop on his head. The men and women of God need to be set free so they can do and be who God created them to do and be. Wow, amazing, amazing. So how does one know that they need healing? Because some people think, well, I'm all right. I'm okay. I mean, how do you know that you need inner healing? So a couple of my books, one called Inner Healing and the other one called I'm Finally Free, 
as a checklist on how do you know if you need inner healing? The other one is how do you know you've been called to the ministry of inner healing? But some of the ways that you can know you need inner healing, I love to use John 10 and 10b. John 10, 10 talks about the purpose of Satan, kill, steal, and destroy. But 10b, the Lord says, but I've come for you not to just have life, but abundant life. So here's one way. How abundantly are you living? If you're tied up, if you're bound, if you're always angry, another question is, have you spent most of your life being a yes person when you really want to say no? So that's called people pleasing, right? It's questions that you ask yourself, are you happy? Do you feel free? Do you know the call on your life? Are you living an abundant life? So that's a set of questions that you can ask yourself. I had to ask myself those questions. Again, I, I couldn't even write any books until I'd been through what I was supposed to be through. Another question that you can ask yourself, are you still carrying around church hurt? And it happened 15, 20 years ago. Is there someone that deeply wounded you and offended you and you thought you had completely forgiven them, but not really, because every time you hear their name, that feeling comes back up in you, which means that there's some part of your heart that's still broken and that God wants to heal. So are you saying that when people say, I forgive you, but I won't forget you, that there's still something there? Yeah, there's, there's still something there because a lot of people, I think, misunderstand what forgiveness is. I certainly did for many, many, many years. So I grew up in a very wealthy home, but I tell people all the wealth in the world has nothing to do when all of the hurt and the shame going on behind closed doors, right? And so um, my father began sexually abusing me when I was three. He started allowing other men to sexually abuse me from ages four to 10. And then you have to ask the question, where was my mother? My mother was there. But you see, if he was doing that to me and my older sister and brother, imagine what she had been through. And so I ended up leaving home with my father shooting at me in this kind of gated community. He was a Mason, he was Illuminati, and he was the head of the Black Mafia in the Twin Cities. He was a sharpshooter, he could have killed me. So when I left home, I, I'm here in church, you need to forgive people that have hurt you. I thought that meant what I was saying was, Daddy, you know what, what, what you did, it wasn't okay, you know, but I accept it. No. Forgiveness is forgiving the person for who they are. What they did was wrong. But when you don't forgive, you build up a wall, and that's where the inner vows come. And, but when you build up that wall, guess who's behind that wall? You're behind that wall, and you're a prisoner. So forgiveness is setting yourself free. Mm. I don't know who this is for. Forgiveness is setting yourself free from being a prisoner. You're forgiving the person for who they are, what they did was wrong. I had to forgive my father. Here's what's interesting. My father committed suicide. And uh, I was a family therapist at the time. And um, because of all that we had been through, some traumatic stuff I'll never even tell anyone, but God is, has healed me from that. You wonder sometimes, I wonder sometimes, if he were still alive, would it be as easy for me to forgive him? The answer to that is yes, forgetting it. The memory can be there, but what happens is initially the pain is related to the memory. 
when you finally forgive, you can remember, but the pain is gone. When you get to that part, that point in life, you can remember, but I can talk about my father's suicide right now today. Years ago, I couldn't talk about it because I hadn't completely healed and forgiven him. Yeah. Oh, wow. Dr. Peggy, you've had a very, very, I don't want to say traumatic, but you've had a lot of pain. Sounds like you endured. A lot of pain because my father would say four, four things about me. He'd say, Peggy, you're dumb, you're stupid, you're ugly, you'll never mount to anything. And I didn't believe just one of those things. I believed all four of those things. And that's why I'm a, I'm a typical middle child. I make sure everybody else is okay. Middle children many times look like they're okay, but they're falling apart. But nobody has time to see that they're falling apart because you're taking care of everybody else. Well, if you don't deal with the trauma, and that's why inner inner healing for me is so important. I was a second therapist, but a lot of times we're dealing with hurt and pain, um, dealing with kind of like second level symptoms. Inner healing goes to the root, the root of the trauma. What's the first thing that happened? And so um, for me, it was like, I left home, men beat me worse than my father ever did. Not because I believed I, I should be beat, it's because that's who I attracted into my life. My husband and I have a, a, a ministry. We almost call it here and there. And so what happens is when you grow up, like many of us tonight have grown up and there's some kind of pain, if you don't heal here, what you do is you look over there and over there looks better. So you go over there and then you wonder why you're attracting the same kind of people. It's called a familiar spirit. And so a lot of times you need to come from over there, over there and come back here and be healed and have soul ties broken off and familiar spirits and, and all of that. So there were times in my life I've been suicidal. I wanted to die. The pain was too intense. Um, but Satan ain't no way. Too much living to do. Yeah, too much healing to do. I just said that earlier that if the devil wanted to, if the devil could have killed you, he would have already done it. God, God, yeah. God's grace. So, Doctor Peggy, tell us what did you mention uh, inner vows? What are what are inner vows? And and all and just tell us about inner vows. Yeah, an inner vow is um, a statement you make internally in your own head when you've been hurt about something and you say, "I don't want that." So, here's an example of an inner vow I made. My father, I was 10 years old and I remember daddy coming home one day and beating mama so bad that when she slid down the wall, her blood, her blood was on the wall. Mm. And I said, no man better ever touch me. And if he does, he's not going to live. I said, when I grow up, no man better ever try to tell me what to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. So an inner vow is an internal declaration you make to feel safe. The only problem, or there's problems with inner vow, but a major problem with an inner vow, you become the Lord of your life and not Jesus. Mm. You try to control every, does that make sense to anybody yeah. in the chat? If yeah. that makes sense, you're trying to protect yourself because you never felt protected. You wonder, God, if you love me, why did you let this happen to me? 
And, and so it's like you, you, every, every male for me, every male was like someone I couldn't trust. I didn't know though, that it was easier to trust Jesus the father and not God, excuse me, Jesus the brother and not God the father. Mm. So inner vows need to be broken. We need to ask God to bring them back to our memory. What inner vows did I make that I don't even remember? Now, an inner vow that says, I'm going to make sure I'll never treat my children like that. That's a good one, right? But you really have to work through a lot of healing to make sure that you don't. To break an inner vow, first you have to recognize you've made them. And then you repent of them. You repent of them and say, God, I give this to you. I cannot protect me better than you can protect me. I give you my hurt. I give you my shame. I give you my pain. I give you my guilt. Set me free, Father. This is just coming to me, and this is how God deals with me. There's even someone in in the, the broadcast today who feels like a prisoner, yet they've never been behind bars. Does that make sense to anyone? You still feel like something is holding you back. You still feel like you're in jail. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, that's the lie that the enemies told you. When you're ready to be set free, freedom is just mm, freedom is just waiting for you. See, one of the things that I told um, Coach Pastor Darren is that tonight was also going to be prophetic healing time. Mm. Yeah, prophetic healing time. And um, if you wouldn't mind, Pastor Darren, if I could pray for those. Yeah, individuals. absolutely. Okay. If, if, if that's you, you don't have to come on and let us know, but I want you to sit with your hands like this or somewhere as an act of surrender. And I want to pray for you. I'm going to, I'm going to start praying. And then I just want you to repeat after me. Tonight is no accident that you're here. It is time for you to be set free. So if that's you, just lift up your hands, close your eyes. Father God, I come bringing, Lord, these women, these men before you. You, Father God, guided them in this room tonight. And I thank you for the other individuals in the room who you use in inner healing and deliverance. Father, right now, I have asked those who still feel like they're a prisoner to raise their hands in an act of surrender. And I want you to just say after me, Father, Break these chains off of my life now. Break these chains off of my heart now. I give them to you, Father. I cast every lie of the enemy down to the foot of the cross. Jesus, for you to take it and do with it as you would. Father, I declare and decree by the power and the authority given to me in your son, Jesus's name, that I am free. I am free. And your word declares, and you're not a man that you should lie, that he who is set free is free indeed. I declare on this night, I have been set free in Jesus's name. And I want you just to praise him and worship him and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The chains can no longer bind me. There's a song by Bishop Morton. 
Um, I will never be bound again. I've, I've got my liberty. I'm finally free. When the Lord took my mother home because of all the hell that she went through, I shouted, Mama, you're finally free. The choir started singing that song. God wants us set free to take us through that dark tunnel, bring us on the other side so that we can bring somebody else through. Wow, wow. Dr. Peggy, you are a jewel. You are, you are, listen, I said you are a diamond in the rough. You're not rough. You're just a diamond girl. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, so listen, I want to, I want to make sure you have time to just share what's on your heart, but I, I want to ask you one more question. Uh, this one's very, this very unique. Um, you mentioned that you had an inner vow that no man would rule over you and tell you what to do, but I see how you'd be hugged up with your husband. Um, <laughs> And I know you, you don't, you're not one of those persons that mind telling your age. So how old are you? <clears throat> in the chat, you all put, now, if you already know, don't put it. But in the chat, would you all put how old you think I am? Let's see this. And then I'm going to tell you all how old a husband is. <clears throat> okay. Nine, y'all flattering her now. Come on. Somebody put 22 in there. Come on. <laughs> So I have a 50-year-old son and a 48-year-old daughter. I'm 70. And wow. my husband is 83. Now, guess how long we've been married? I can't cheat, I know. In the chat, how long do you think we've been married? 50. We've been married three years. Three years. Wait, wait. I want you to tell him how you met. Tell him how you met. <laughs> Very quickly, how we met was um, a, a dating site, which I said I'd never go on. And so I went on to get a free subscription, thinking nobody in the Twin Cities would ever know that I was on this dating site, not knowing that he did. And I cannot tell you the whole story because he has to be a part of it. And he's online, as a matter of fact. But my son comes to visit me one day and he said, mama, who's this man that has your picture? What man, what picture? My son owns a barbecue catering thing and he went and took um, Ken's daughter some barbecue. And he said, I guess it's my friend's father. I said, well, where did he get my picture from? Mama, really, a dating site? I'm like, oh God, nobody was supposed to know. Certainly nobody in the Twin Cities. I'm thinking, you know, this is only going to be for a seven-day free trial. And that's how we met. And this is what I need to say to you. This is not my first marriage. But I can let you know we've been married three years, and it's the first time ever in my life where I've known the true love of a man that loves God, where I am treated um, with respect, where I... I asked him when we first met, would you ever get married again? Because he had been married for 45 years and his wife died unexpectedly. And he said, no, I said, me either. I said, but if I do, home has to be the soft place to land. And he put out his hands and he said, put your hands in mine. And he said, he felt a shock. I didn't feel a thing. He said, he felt a shock. And he said to me, I think I can give you that soft place to land. You got to hear the rest of the story later. Yeah, well, we're going to make sure you hear the story because I want you to talk to, not at this time, I want you to talk to, especially not only those who are married, but the single women. And the reason why is because 
Um, there's a lot of women. I have daughters and they like daddy, you know, they, they ask me. And so I have to have answers for them. And so um, without going into the whole thing, you, you always tell single women one thing. What's the first thing they need to do, Dr. Peggy? They need to be still and be healed. Mm -hmm. Be still and be they healed. They need to be healed before that man comes into their life. And widows, too. I saw that um, someone had also put that up there. I've got to say this because this has not happened before. I, because I've been married before, I was so ashamed, and not once, I was so ashamed at the thought of getting married again. There is a woman online here who's Minister Felice Morris. And I called her one day and I said, he wants me to marry him, but I've been married before and I take vows seriously. God's not going to let me do this. She walked me through a healing. She walked me through a deliverance. And it's the woman I want to introduce you to, uh, Pastor Darren. So Felice, I want to say thank you. A lot of times as women, what we do is say, I want a man that blah, 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 blah. And then I say, well, what do you bring to the table? He has to have this and he has to have that. And one of the reasons sometimes we do not have in our lives who God wants for us is because we're not healed enough to the point where we could receive them. What we tend to do as women, and everything I'm gonna say now is a generalization, we get hurt, we get wounded. We fall in love with a man's potential. Oh yeah, brother, fine up in there. Now he don't dress quite right, but when we get married, I'm gonna be able to, you know, buy some clothes. That he... No, who he is. A lot of people misquote Maya Angelou. They say, when a person shows you who, who they are, believe them, that's not what she said. She said, when a person shows you who they are the first time, the first time, believe it and as women we push past what we even know ain't right okay maybe i'm the only one that's done it i i am a hugger uh, it's actually a part of my ministry but any humanoid wants to be touched and you can go so long without being touched i'm going to admit this i'm not proud of it i was a minister and fornicated because now this is long before ken but this was many, many years ago. And I was an assistant pastor. I got sick to my stomach. It was on Saturday night. And I thought, I can't go sit in the pulpit Sunday morning. I'm not even going to church. But I decided, no, I'm going to go. I just won't be in the pulpit. I got up Sunday, walked into the pastor's office. Pastor, I can't sit in the pulpit. I fornicated last night. Girl, God knows what you did. You get on up there in that pulpit. Mm -mm. Set yourself down when you know you're not right. We are all human beings that need love. Ken couldn't come into my life, even though we've only been married three years. I was single for six and a half years. The Lord deals with me a lot in the number seven. I had to be healed from some old stuff. Ken was 69, no, no, Ken, no, Ken, yeah, Ken was 69 when I met him, and he, in 69 years, had never lived without anyone, and let me say it differently, he always lived with someone, right, now this wife dies and he's alone, 
and he couldn't stand it. But he couldn't come into my life until he dealt with his fear, until he dealt with his anger and shame of being alone. So if you let God do it, I'm telling you, ladies, if you let God bring him, he knows exactly what you need. He knows who you are. I'm overweight. I thought, oh my God, I can't let this man know that I'm overweight. I'm gonna to be totally transparent with you. I used to have hair down to my shoulders when I was younger. My mother used to make Shirley Temple curls. She hated pressing my hair. She gave me a perm and I was 12 years old and it burnt out all the hair in the top of my head. I've been wearing a wig since I was in seventh grade. Now I'm going to get married. No man had ever seen me without a wig on. But when it's God's man, he'll love you just as you are. I used to think no man can love a woman that's overweight. In my house, we used to call it fluffinellas. We were fluffinellas. Ain't nothing fluffy whatsoever. But I need to let you know the reason why I put on the weight it was a conscious decision. Remember I told you when I was a little girl, daddy used to let men pick me up and carry me away in her vow. I'm gonna put on so much weight that no man will be able to pick me up and carry me away. I, in 1978, had a gastric bypass. I am not five feet tall. I weighed over 250. I lost a bunch of weight, got down. I went from like a 24 to a size eight. I had this curvy figure, figure, I was married. Men started hitting on me, the weight came back on. Mm. This time, let me tell you something, it's coming off and it's staying off. God has given me a system and a way to do it that works, I'm telling you, I'm in healing my expectation of a man. Yeah, any questions you all have of me? Well, let me just say something first of all, because we won't let you have the floor. I just want to personally say to you guys, uh, the pews have been staying at our home uh, since Tuesday, and this is not their second time. This is their second trip here, and you can't separate these two people. I'm like, can y'all get a room? But no, they got a room. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. We like, hold hands all the time. I'm like, it's it's horrible, y'all. It's like you know, I mean. He trying to walk around chasing her and she like, y'all, no, no, no. But I love it because it just models the way when God does it, because as a pastor, I get a lot of calls. Well, is it okay to go on a dating site? Is it okay to do this? And, you know, it's like people judge and they're trying to be religious about certain things. And I'm not telling you go do that. But what I'm saying, I thought it was so unique that, you know, at their age, they met on a dating site and it's just the way God did it. And I think that you should never be married to the way God does things. Just know yes. that he does it. Because yes. if you see the reason why God never healed anybody the same way, because we make a vow out of it, we make a religion out of it. This is the way you got to do it. No, God heals everybody differently. And so he moves in the black, the white, the young, the old, the rich, the poor, because he doesn't want, he says, I'm the great I am. You can't figure out me. And so don't be married to the way. Because listen, when you how you get something is how you keep it. If you get a man a certain way, if you get acquire a stuff or something a certain way, you're gonna always look to that way. And God says, I want a romantic adventure. My yeah. wife never knows what I'm gonna do. I might come in with a Batman cape on, I might swing from this. I don't know. And the fact <laughs> that she doesn't know keeps it alive. And yeah. so this is romance. So yeah. Dr. Peggy, I want you to um 
just go ahead and, and, and take the rest of our time. Those of you who are not, actually, let me just give you guys, a, if, I just, I'm, if you stay to the end, I'm, I've got some announcements. Um, Dr. Peggy is going to be, because some of you may have to leave, she is going to be available um, for, um, I think, tomorrow's Friday. She has one, she's been doing sessions, inner healing sessions on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. She has one more day. If you guys are interested in a session, um, I'm going to go ahead and, um, let's, matter of fact, go to, um, I'm going to put the link in the chat. And uh, now she can only do so many. So it's first come, first serve. And if you can't make it this time, no worries. She does them virtually. And you, you know you can contact her later. So I'm gonna put a link in the chat while she talks. If you're interested, go. Um, actually, I'm gonna put an email in. You can. I'm gonna tell you what it is. Connect at readyforincrease.com. Connect at readyforincrease.com, and just put in there you're interested in the session, and put three different times you're available, so that if one's not available, we'll get the one of the other two. Connect at readyforincrease.com. Um, somebody who knows me, put that in the chat. Um, that you know, put that email address in the chat because y'all know I don't chat. <laughs> but um, connect at readyforincrease.com. And so it's going to be first come, first serve. And then if it's not available until she leaves, then we'll make sure that you are in touch with her so that you can do it later. But I don't want to listen in our community here, Kingdom Business Leaders. If we don't leave anybody behind, our password is others. And so if you hang around, we dragging you. We don't we don't advertise, but those who come always stay because when you serve good food, we treat you so many kind of good ways. You're going to love one of them. You're in the right place at the right time with the right people. So connect that ready for increase. Dr. Peggy, you have the floor. I oops, where did I go? I would love for my husband, Ken, you're somewhere on here. If you would raise your hand and unmute yourself and just say hello wherever you are oh he may not be okay okay so we won't we won't worry about that we still love him still love him um um can i can i can i be bold enough and if you don't want me to it's okay nico can you unmute yourself yes if your tears could talk what would they say How does she know so much about me? <laughs> because I've been there. Can you remember at what point when they came up? Uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've been there. I, re, I know when they came up, I won't say anything. Um, but when I, when I tell you that the enemy has lied to too many of us who feel like we're not put together physically or we're, we don't have this or we don't have that. If we don't have it, it wasn't meant to be. And if it was meant to be, and we can do something about it, but never let the enemy tell you because you look a certain way that no one will love you. That's a lie straight from hell, right? That's a lie straight from hell. Um, I've even had to work through the whole issue of, you know, women get weaves and women get that, and then they can wear their own hair. My God, I used to be so ashamed. 
And let me share something with you that my husband shared with me months after we were married. I was even wearing wigs to bed. And he said to me, I said, Ken, no man will ever see me without a wig. He said, oh, babes, I've stood over you at night and I watched you sleeping and your wig had come off. And I still love it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if it's weight, if it's your hair, if it's your teeth, if it, whatever it is, know that that does not pre prevent you from being loved. Yeah. Amen. Does that make sense to you all? Amen. Amen. Yeah. Okay. Anyone have a question for me? Can I speak now? Oh, hi, honey. Yeah. Uh oh, there you go. I oh, gee. <laughs> I can't see you. I know. I know. I don't know how to make it work. Um, so you can see me and I can talk at the same time. Well, go go and ask um, Kyra, Kiera, Kiera, because uh. <laughs> we, we need to see you. Y'all, he's smooth, right. y'all. He's smooth, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let, me tell you how, let me tell you how smooth he is. I'll say this real quick while he's trying to come on. On our third date, he said, um, would you like to come over to my house for a cup of coffee? And I don't live too far from here. And I said, sure. And in the dead of winter, because we're from Minnesota, I'm following this man and I'm like, oh, Jesus, I don't know this man. I don't even know where I'm going. We get to the house, it's dimly lit. He said, stand right here. And I said, okay. And he said, Lexa, Lexa. I said, oh my God, there's another woman. This man is into menage a trois. I'm a minister, girl, move your feet, move your feet. I couldn't move a thing. He's still calling Lexa. He couldn't. So then he said, I'll be right back. He's walking down the hall. I said, now nah, he's going to get the chick. <laughs> he get out of there. He comes back with an iPad. My Alexa doesn't work. See, I didn't hear the uh. I just heard the Alexa. So then he uh. said, I'm going to play a song. And let's just stand here and hold each other. And the title of the song was what, hun? I just want to be close to you, girl, by the Commodores. That's this right. man is macking at 80,000 years old. And it's just like Thank you, Carrie. Give, give me some hearts. Give us some hearts. This would be wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's him. Anything you want to say? Thank you, Leticia, and all of you, Carrie and Karen, and all the names that I can't see. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody, everybody. Amen. So anything you want to say, honey? Quickly, quickly. Remember, okay. Coach Darren. Wait, remember, Coach Darren. You got uh, a minute, uh, brother. Well, the one thing I want to share is is the reason I fell for you so quickly was because um, it, it was almost like a feeling that overwhelmed me that I noticed that you, you what you said, you actually lived. And that's very important to, I think most of us men, as far as those of you out there looking, looking for a man, make sure that when you preach something or say something, that you actually mean it and that you practice it because we will find out that it's not the truth. And we carry that with us and harbor that for a long time. And if you got to start out with a relationship like that and without trust, 
it's very, very difficult to make it work for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, honey. Yeah, and, and I can rest in him. You know, you, I don't know, has anybody here ever been um, strong-willed and controlling and you can do it all and you've been a single parent because you had to be and all of that. There, there, there are things as women we're not even supposed to worry about. But if the man isn't there, and I used to say, I was married, I used to say, let Jesus be your husband. I didn't know what I was talking about until I was single for six and a half years. <laughs> We have to learn how to rest and not always be in control. Because what happens is actually a manipulative controlling spirit is a Jezebel spirit, mm -hmm. right? And so here's in one of my books, you, when, wherever you find the spirit of Jezebel, you'll always find the spirit of Ahab. We always know about Jezebel, Ahab was the husband. He abdicated everything. I'm not going to teach on, on all that, but so, yeah, Ken and I, amen. Thank you, Ken. Carrie, we got to do some stuff together. Amen. Anyone else? Love you. Love you too, babe. Thank you. Well, Dr. Peggy, if nobody wants to say something, I have a special request. Okay. Oh, Tell, tell us if tell us that story you told us during the airport. <laughs> Y'all, I literally, <laughs> I lost it. I, I was driving. I was like, Jesus, help me take the wheel. Dr. Peggy, tell us that. Please tell us that story. I think everybody would enjoy it. <laughs> Can we see if anybody else has a question? First? All right, go ahead. <laughs> okay. How many of you want to hear this story? Would you put in the chat? So, okay. I, I okay. Question. Okay. Question. Who is that? This is DJ. Hey, DJ. Hi. Hi. Okay. So, I don't. We 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 shared some of the. We're talking about inner healing. Mm -hmm. Um. I think I've operated in a way where I've locked a lot of things away, and just I feel like I've just moved through life, thinking mm -hmm. that I've healed or thinking that I've forgiven. Mm -hmm. But instead, I kind of blocked it and just say, well, you know what, if I don't think about it, you know, so, I mean, how do you? Yes, I get it. Just because we don't think about it doesn't mean we don't hurt. Just because we don't talk about it doesn't mean that we've dealt with the hurt and pain. So in inner healing, what I ask um, is I ask the Lord, will you bring, well, first I ask the person. Do you want to know what you've locked away? Do you want to know what happened? It's going to hurt, but we're going to walk through this thing together. And so if a person says yes, then I ask Jesus, will you take them to that place where something happened? And then it's, I, I have them, um, I say to them, where are you, right? And the Holy Spirit, because God wants us healed, he will reveal to heal. I've, I've done enough sessions over a period of time that um, I was doing a session with someone that said, I said, how far back can you remember yourself? Not past 11. Hmm. Hmm. 
I said, so do you want to know what happened that caused you to not remember what happened? And he said, yes. And I said, you're going to see, sense, or feel something. Don't deny what your experience is. Let's just talk through it. And so when you're ready, because he never, you know, Revelation 3.12, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come in. DJ, when you're ready to know, let me know. We can set up a session and I can help walk you through that. Oh, the only thing I ask because it's not really blocking because I remember everything, but I just feel like I've set up this protection wall. It's still a wall to protect myself. And I'm just like, I'm overcoming, I'm overcoming, I'm overcoming, I'm overcoming, I'm overcoming, I'm overcoming. So everything's coming, what next, what next, what next, where I'm not really living. I'm not can you can you set up an appointment with Pastor Darren? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because we can, we can talk about that. And anybody else who maybe experiences that, yeah. Because you are right at the verge of a breakthrough. Right. And Carolyn says she understands. You are right at the tip of a, of a breakthrough. And sometimes we get so close until we get scared and we back up. Mm -hmm. But it's time for you to have a breakthrough and not a breakdown. Right, because I mean, especially with me, I know it's done but God, because with me losing my daughter, I was like, okay, God, you did not bring me this far to finally just say, ah, uh, you know, and yeah. I don't want to get to that point. But I know yeah. if I don't, you know, It's all right. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. What you've been through is overwhelming. I just overwhelming. want to be able to live and not have to always wake up like I'm fighting. I feel like mm -hmm. every day is a fight. DJ, present that I can't even reach my future. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but you will. There are some days, and Ken has seen me through a couple of them. Spiritual warfare is a real part of my life. I'm not giving Satan any credit. I just said to Ken, if you want to be a part of my life, you have to know how to fight in the spirit. Because when you're in this ministry of setting the captives free, bringing prisoners, prisoners out of darkness, do you think the enemy's just going to stand there? And if he can't get us, he'll go after our children. Mm -hmm. If he can't get us, he tries to hurt us uh, um, physically. He'll try to bring sickness on. And God still has his hand on you. And I, I see, this is interesting, DJ, because I see around you, it's like this half moon, but it's all around you. And this is really interesting because now I see you as a big girl, but, you're, but it's a small world. It's like you're oversized and you're in this small place. It's like the anointing on you is so big that Satan has been so intimidated. He's tried to knock you down to a small size. The anointing of God on you to fight, the anointing of God. I'm even here in a healing ministry. You know, many times what the enemy will do try, will come against that which God has created us for to make our ministry out of line. Do, do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've already been, I've been, I've been, yeah, considered cancer free, and now 
I'm fighting with lupus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God's got that too. God's got yeah, that. Yeah, I believe that. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. Any other question before I tell the story? Any other questions? Hey, Dr. Peggy, I have a question. Um, yes. This is Barbara. Hey, Barbara. How can, how can you speak life into others and see in them, but you know you have it in you, but it's hard to bring it out of yourself because of some of your past things. Miss Barbara, so I asked God one day, I'm looking at all these anointed women that I knew, preach, minister in song, uh, pray, but their personal lives were a mess. And I was one of them. I said, Lord, how in the world can this anointing, and I'm not patting myself on my back because God gives what he gives, right? I said, how is it I can see in everybody else's life? I can, and, it, and mine is a mess, he said, because you spend time focusing on me, but you won't be still enough to let me focus on you. Because when I focus on you, I'll show you the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I'll heal you. I won't leave you there. But the first thing that you have to do is be still. Be still and know that I'm God. Be still and let him tell you who you are and what you see. And that's a, that's a part of cleaning up. I see your name in your square and it says B, not Barbara, it says B. And sometimes the Lord will let me see a person's name. You will be B, all of who created you to be. You will be B, all of that that he created you to be. You will be the woman he created you to be. You will be, do you, evangelism and ministry or preaching, does that come to you? Yeah, yeah, you will be, yeah, you will be that. Now, not pastoring, and there's a difference between pastoring and ministering, right? You will be, your name is what you will be. You will be. And if I were by you, I would hold you. And I would say, I'm so sorry they didn't know how to love you. I am so sorry for all the men that put their hands on you. I am so sorry. So sorry for all of the secrets that you've had to keep. And when you tried to tell, they told you you didn't know what you were talking about. When you tried to tell, they said, girl, shut up. Don't you tell no. You shall live and not die. And you shall see the glorious and wonderful works of the Lord. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. It's your time to be set free. In Jesus' name. This is your time. Carolyn, this is your time. This is your time for most of you women on here. This is your time in your season to be set free. He tried to, he, today I got sick. I had almost a migraine. I felt like I had to throw up. He tried to stop me from being here, B, 
But when I stood up, and sometimes in your weakness, when I stood up and said, I'm not going to be sick, when I stood up and said, sickness is not my portion, I am healed. I may have to drink some tea, and I praise God for Kiara and her peppermint oil. I have to do what I have to do because I have to minister tonight. Oh, he tried to stop me, but it's not so. But that's why we need one another. He doesn't have you out here alone. That's why we need one another. Yes. And whatever I have that I can do for you, I will give you all that God has given me. I will speak into your life the way that he's spoken into my life. The Lord is telling me that you're even a seer prophet. And there's women in this call who need to learn how to, how to use their gifts. And so the Lord has given me, um, he's given me a ministry of shifting atmospheres. He's giving me a ministry of impartation and activation. See, in a lot of our churches, we don't get to use our gifts. If you're on the pulpit, you get to use your gift. If you're on the praise and worship team. But what if your gift is a prophet? Even in some churches, they don't believe in a fivefold ministry. They don't believe in a manifestation gift. My ministry is to set the captives free in the body of Christ so that they can be used in their gifting and their calling. Dr. Peggy? Dr. Peggy? Yes, sir? You will get the hug B tomorrow because she has a session for 145 already on the book. So you'll get the hug <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> Won't you do it? Yeah. Yes, he Won't will. Won't he do it? Yes, yeah. he will. Yeah, he will. He knew long before you were even born that this day would come. He knew that I would meet this man and we would meet one another. He knew I'd meet my husband. Yeah. I don't know how many of you all on the call are in um, New Orleans, but Sunday I will be sharing a word during the morning service that God has given me that I know is going to be a blessing. It's kind of simple, but it's going to be a blessing. So if you're in New Orleans, where it's it's spring of spirit of life. No, it's um no. Solid Rock Church. Okay, Solid Rock Church. Yeah, I'll I'll put it in the Facebook group. She will be with us this Sunday morning, 10 a.m. And so um, and then also if you're out of town, you can watch it on Facebook Live. We're gonna we're gonna go mm -hmm. Facebook Live, so you'll have it. Mm -hmm. Uh, either way so just go if you're not in the kingdom business leaders facebook group you may want to go to kingdom someone want somebody put in the, the link in the chat so they can go and join that group because it's private group we don't let no crazy people in so get, ask for an invite and we'll let you in amen amen any other questions because i am going to share this story but any other questions hi dr dr um, Peggy, this is Kizzy. Hi, Kizzy. You? I'm blessed. How are you? Good. I had put a text message in the chat, and I just said, you know, you know my story. And I was saying that I've been waiting on the, the Lord, just really waiting in this last eight or nine months and just really just spending a lot of time with God. And as you know, doing therapy, and it has really been helping me. And God has been talking to me in so many ways that I've never, ever would have thought that I would experience. 
And my story was that, you know, my dad has been dead for 46 years and it came through domestic violence. And I've never experienced what it was like to call a dad's name and to even cry out for a dad or a mother. But God has allowed me in this season in my life to call out and cry out to my dad and my mother. And it was just on a whole nother level. And I just wanted to let you know that I've been getting healed like never before. Even though I'm still waiting and I still want my situation to turn around, I'm just being healed for the first time in my life. And I know that it's only because of God's grace that is allowing me to even sit still because I've never sat still before. This is the first time in my life. So I just want to just tell you that. And it's like a praise report and just ask you your thoughts around it because I just know like I'm just sitting still and being healed in this season of my life. So so you there's there's a couple of things and I'm I'm I've been around Coach Darren, Pastor Darren for so long, which has only been a couple months. I'm gonna give you a little insight to Sunday service. And Kizzy, you have no idea. The title of the sermon is Who's Your Daddy? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we're going for the healing. But you know, the, the most of what we do in ministry is good stuff. That's not the problem. Sometimes we keep working and keep moving so we don't think or so we don't feel. Or, yeah, so being still, let me tell you how I learned how to be still. I had a stroke when I was 22. Oh, wow. Who does that? How in the world? You can be under so much stress and so much pain at a young age, because I thought only the people that had strokes were people that were like in their 60s, 70s, and 80s. I had one at 22, because when I tell you, my father said, hey, you dumb, stupid, ugly, you'll never mount anything. I didn't believe one of those things. I believed all of them. So I was going to prove daddy wrong, get as many degrees as I can. When I was 22, I was married. I had two children. I just finished my master's degree. I worked full-time as a social worker. I owned my consulting firm and I was on six different boards of directors trying to prove daddy wrong and he had already died. But I was still, and what happens is once you get, get caught up in that rat race, you almost don't know how to stop. And you will say, I wish I could stop or I'm tired. I'm tired, I'm tired. My mom told me, Pastor Darren, can you read some some of the comments or so? Um, yeah. yeah, someone just said my mom told me and I didn't see the rest of it. But but so here I am in the ambulance and I felt nothing on my left side. And I'm thinking God loved me enough to knock me down and not knock me out. So I was a therapist, but I had to go into therapy. She said, Peggy, your only problem is a two-letter word. And I said, a two-letter word? What two-letter word is that? She said, really, you can't figure out the two-letter word? And I said, no. She said, you never say no to anyone. She said, so our next sessions, all I'm going to do is have the phone ring. You answer it. I'm going to be on the other end. No matter what I ask you to do, say no. In the chat, how many sessions do you think it took me before I said no? (laughs) Eight. 15, three, 10. Okay, yeah, so it took six sessions. 
And the session when I finally said no, I broke down and cried. She said, what's wrong? I said, if I say no, they're gonna forget about me. If I say no, they'll think I'm incompetent. See, sometimes we need to make a list of all the lies that the enemy has told us and that we believe, and then make a list of what the truth is, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So do you all want to hear this story? Or does anyone else have another question? <laughs> now, you have to promise me that when you hear this, you will not think of me as this, right? Because I'm not. Okay. So uh, I kept saying 22. When I was 19, I had a baby out of wedlock. I had won a four-year scholarship to a prestigious college. That child's father used to come on campus, beat me up, and he tore up all my term papers. I lost my scholarship. And so I didn't have a lot of money. I was on welfare, and I decided I needed some more money. So I decided to become a prostitute. And I started some of this the other night. And so I called a guy that I knew was a pimp and his name was James. And I said, James, I need to come over and tell you something. I need some more money. I don't, I'm going to become a prostitute. I, and I don't believe in giving men the money. I said, he said, what? And, and he said, well, when are you going out? And I said, well, it was on a Thursday. I said, I'm going out Saturday, but I got to go out in the morning because I'm kind of scared at night. So I can't be prostituted at night. He said, oh my God. He said, Peggy, you don't have it in you. And I said, I can be rough. I can be tough. I said, I just need for you to be on the corner where I'm the opposite corner where I'm going to be standing. And so some of you are too young to remember white go-go boots and, and hot pants. So I had a cute little shake then. So I put on my go-go boots and my hot pants and at eight o'clock in the morning, on Saturday morning, I'm standing on the corner and I'm just waiting. And all of a sudden I felt this tap on my shoulder and I turned around and the man was shorter than me. He did not have one tooth in his head. He said, uh, say mama. And I said, yes, sir. how much you want for some of that? Some of what? How much you want for some of that? I said, oh, you mean some of this? I said, how much money you got? I got $15. And I said, well, sir, what about if we take your $15, get a cab, I take you to the Red Cross and we get you some tea. What kind of hole is you? What? And then he just went off. <laughs> I said, I just want to help you. I just want to, you know, kind of help out here. And he just went off. James is outside of the car cracking up. So that's my story. That was my past. I'm not looking back on that anymore. But it isn't the makeup of who I am. Look at Pastor Dan. He made me tell his mother and father. Oh my God. Right? Yeah. So that's well, I me. Want, I want to thank you for being not just transparent, but vulnerable. Because it helps so many people. And I, I want to speak to many of you who have been through things or still going through things. Not only did Jesus die on the cross for your sins, but he also died for your shame. Mm -hmm. and, and so a lot of times we hold on to our reputation, our pride. And how's that working out for you? And, because the reason why is that when you really get whole and healed, you, you don't eat, you realize it's not even about you. This is why I tell people all my business. I, I do. Because it's like, you got issues too, but, but, but when, when God 
transforms you is no longer about you and your image. You know, it's about what he wants to accomplish through you. And so, um, Dr. Peggy, I just thank you so, so very much for, for sharing with us. It is an honor to host you guys. Um, it is just really, really a blessing. I told them that this is their home away from home. The only thing I don't like about them is they're from Minnesota, you know, and we're from New Orleans. The Saints and the Vikings do not get along. But uh, other than that, they are, they are all right. They are all right, you know. So, guys, listen, um, I want to make sure you're aware of two different things. I'm going to put inside our um, um, Facebook group the address. Um, our, our building, the air condition went out. So we're going to use a temporary facility for the next four weeks until our unit gets fixed at the church. So I'll put the address there. Um, so just check the Facebook group. Also, um, if you want to do an inner healing session, I did not check the email. We'll take as many as we can, and then we'll refer you to Dr. Peggy so you can schedule if there's not enough um, space for that. Also, I'm actually going to go to, I'm going to share my screen just for the few of you who may be, who, who may want to see. Um, this is another announcement I might as well share with you now. Um, so we are going on a cruise as our community. It's um, January 14th through the 21st. We're leaving out of Miami. Um, it is our Kingdom Business Leaders Cruise. If you like this, I, I guess I shouldn't say it. I'm going to say it anyway. I'm going to say it. One of our special guests is going to be Dr. Peggy and her husband, Ken. So y'all can come <laughs> hang out with them. So um, now listen, there's going to be no curfews. Um, so if you... Um, there's no curfews. Y'all can stay up as long as you want. Anybody need a permission slip, I'll write them one. But it's going to be off the chain. We're going to go island hopping. We're going to Dominican uh, Dominican Republic. We're going to Puerto Rico. We're going to the St. Thomas Virgin Islands. Uh, it's Carnival's biggest ship, as far as I understand. It, they say that it takes a week to figure out where everything is. I like that. And so we're going to have fun. We are going to do some sessions. They're going to be totally free to you. Free. So, you know, you'll be able to pick Dr. Peggy's brain, get some swag, tips from um, Ken. Uh, but I have a lot of other guests that I just announced them because it's hard for me to keep good news. <laughs> but, uh, but I have a lot of other, they were supposed to be my secret guests, but I just, I have to tell y'all. But we have several other people coming. We're going to talk about how to, um, everything is necessary to get you more clarity, more confidence, more cash flow, so you can birth, brand, and build your kingdom business. We're going to talk about relationships. Oh, we're going to do... Um, I haven't asked Ken yet, but we're going to do some relationship stuff too. Many of you, oh, I'm, I'm going to tell you one of the sessions. We're going to do a session for on how to engage to be engaged. Many of you women are not engaged because you don't know how to be engaged. You don't know how to engage. You know, engagement is very necessary. Conversations are transfer of wealth, whether it's a spouse you want or money you want. You must learn how to engage in effective com uh, conversation. I have a five-year-old and I did something wrong to her. I taught her how to negotiate. Now she's negotiating with me. <laughs> so you don't write this down. You don't get what you you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate for. Pastor Darren, can I share yeah. something else? Absolutely. Go ahead. I just learned how to swim last year at 69 wow. years old. Wow. I'm tired of being afraid of things. Everything I'm being afraid of, I am dealing it with. I've got more years behind me than ahead of me. I was ashamed to put on a swimming suit. I don't care. I love it. I love me. So come go swimming with us. And then, then another thing, Pastor Dare, do we want to talk about some of the things that I offer? Or 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, share, share whatever, sis. Um, look, look. When, what you see is what you get. If we with you, we all be with you. <laughs> okay, so I do uh, four times a year. I offer an eight week course uh, on group inner healing. So as you come for eight weeks, it's on a Monday night. The next one starts in September. I'll, I'll let you know about that. Let me give you my. Um, if someone will put this in the chat, my website. Uh, www.drpeggypugh.com, drpeggypugh.com. Thank you so much. Thank you. And you can go on my website and you can see what the ministry is about. I'm going to be um, offering in, in August, I'm going to start a community Facebook membership where people can come once a month, they'll pay a membership for a month and they can come and get different resources and learn different topics on things. And um, what else? Oh, I do do, I'll do a few more one-on-one -on -one sessions for people. And then I'm gonna start doing coaching. And here's the last thing I'll let you know. I have started an International Kingdom Healing Academy for women and men who feel called to become practitioners of inner healing. And that will begin in August. And so stay tuned. That's all. <laughs> all right. So you guys look, she's not going anywhere. Um, Y'all, I told you, God told me he was sending me his best. So I love you guys. I appreciate you. I, if, look, y'all, let me tell you, if you're in the community and I give you a hard time, that just means I like you. Now, why is that a big thing? Because God told me I have to love my enemies. So if I tell you I love you, that don't mean anything. But if I like you, that's something special. That's a choice. And so uh, if I give you a hard time, like, like I'm so glad Pastor Michelle wasn't on tonight because I, I always pick on her, you know. She's on. She's <laughs> Dr. On. Peggy, what, what? She's on? Oh, Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Hello. Happy Thursday. I'm here. Oh, God have mercy. It's time to end this call. <laughs> So, um, guys, this has been amazing. So, listen, I know we said a lot. Go watch the replay. The replay is usually up, uh, I think, usually by the next morning. So, um, I want to make sure. So, we covered the cruise. Oh, also, we have a cruise coordinator. It's Carrie. Uh, Carrie, Carrie wave, your, wave your hand. Um, so, as of now, Carrie Hurley will, there's going to be a post um, tomorrow. I just posted that one there just to let you know it's like real. The post tomorrow. She is your cruise coordinator. She's going to collect your information. You're going to have a conversation with her, and then she will forward you to uh, Kiara to actually get you booked. So, um, so that way, that is already in motion. I think um, the your deposit is due uh, August 14th, 15th, something like that. So she'll give you yeah, August 14th, 15th, something like that. And it's 250. Now listen, I'm not okay. I got it. Before we end, I got to just keep it real. If you're a kingdom business leader and you can't believe God for $1,000, I think it's a thousand, I don't know, something like that. Give or take, it might be 800, 900,000, whatever. Then we got to get your faith working. Because if you got a thousand dollars of faith, you, you, you got you to get that thing up. So let me tell you what you do. I'm telling you what to do. So there's no, if I tell you what to do, there's no reason for you not. If you have the desire, that's the word DE means of and sire means father. If you have the desire, that means father God put it in your heart to want to go. So if you have the desire to go, matter of fact, shout out to Betty. It's going to be her 60th birthday, y'all. We're going to have a good party for you, girl. But if you have the desire to go, then you talk to Father. 
My look, my five-year-old don't beg me for no food. Oh, most gracious father, can we eat tonight? No, she said, Daddy, what are we eating? And sometimes she tell me what are we gonna eat, right? So if you have a desire to go, go to your father, your heavenly father, and say, Father, it's my desire that I go, that I go. And he's gonna do one of three things. I'm telling you right now, he's gonna give you the money. If he doesn't give you the money, he's gonna make he's gonna show you favor to another person, or either he's gonna give you grace. Because you can't go. But you got to ask, Lord, where's the money? It, money is connected to people. People usually carry their wallets with them. <laughs> Someone you need to engage, have a conversation with. What problem can you solve? You, The Bible says, Deuteronomy 8.18, I give you power to what? Create wealth. Mm -hmm. If you're a business leader, you need to make an offer. Okay? So solve a problem for somebody. Money is a solution for solving a problem. The fact that you have no money is not a money problem. It's a mindset. Yep. You have a strong spirit, but an ignorant mind. Stop it. It's your fault. Cut, cut it out. So find a problem you can solve. Maybe you do brain surgery. That, that'll give you a couple thousand right there. Whatever you got to do, solve a problem, get the reward, put your deposit down, and then go from faith to faith. If you don't have the money, you don't have a problem, then go to favors and someone going to like you. Someone going to find favor in you. So there's no excuse. And you and so because if you connected with us and you're lacking, it's your fault. Because either God lied or you. And it's my job to talk to you and to challenge you. And, and listen, we don't profit off of it. And, and we're, we're not charging. So, so it's like, okay, there's no excuse, right? You can room with somebody and keep your costs down. When you make the decision, the way it will present itself. So, so I just want to encourage you. If it's your desire, apply your faith. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we come into agreement. We set ourselves in agreement with those who have a desire to go, that you would make a way. Thank you, Father, that you would put their names and cause to be decided and decisions to be made on their behalf and the decisions we made, Lord, in their favor. Thank you, you cause their name to be mentioned in high places. Father, we thank you for the manifestation. Thank you for witty ideas, creativity. Thank you that the language of God is visions and dreams and that you give somebody an idea that will create the wealth. Think of that money is not something we stress over, worry over, or concern when we create wealth. We think of this is what we do, Father God. We're not slacking or lacking. We refuse lack in Jesus' name because you are our heavenly Father. You are our shepherd and we shall not want. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, you, I don't know how, but it'll come to you. Don't ever say you can't afford anything talking about as a child of God. It's how can I afford it? Put that in your peace pipe and smoke that. <laughs> All right, y'all. I got to go. I got to get out of here. I love you guys. Coaches, I'll see you on Tuesday. Okay, one more last announcement. So listen, Tuesday night, don't miss it. Coaches, Tuesday night. You already know you have a very special guest. Um, my personal VA is going to be sharing with y'all on strategies on, on how to leverage a VA in your business. VA is short for virtual assistant. So, so coaches, don't miss that. Very, very powerful, impactful. Uh, my VA runs a multi-million dollar corporation and I'm honored to have her run my semi-multi-million uh, dollar corporation. And so um, very, very powerful. And then of course, we'll see you next Thursday. Um, another special guest. Love you guys much. I will see you. Love you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love you all.